Hi, my name's Dustin. I like poo poo pee pee. <laughs> caca. <laughs> I have explosive diarrhea do, like twice a week. Do not spill these cups, Dustin. I will literally hurt you. Oh, there's water on the table already. Is there? Yeah. <laughs> I got it. It's gone. It's gone. Sausage fingers off my desk. Well, they're clean. Are you ready? What's up, guys? <laughs> guys? What's up, guys? Does that sound like that? Do I sound easily? No, I don't think so. I just do I sound masculine? I just... You can start pulling out like a Sean Connery accent. And then we'll get into it. What do you want me to say? Whatever you want to say. I'm, I'm not teacher, your teacher. I'm not. I'm not telling you what you have to say or not say. Say your favorite color. Two fun facts. I have an extra toe on my left foot. <laughs> Spew some lies. Okay. <clears throat> All right, everybody. Welcome to Lexi Let's Loose. I am your host, Lexi, and today we are joined by my co-host, Dustin. Dustin is my brother, my older brother, and he is here today. And this episode should be quite interesting and a lot of people may be able to relate to a lot of these topics because we are going to be talking about Christmas some more. We are in the week leading up to Christmas, so here's our last chance to really talk about it. So we will be doing that. But before we continue, I'm going to give Dustin a chance to introduce himself and tell us a little bit about himself. Take it away. So, hi, my name is Dustin. Um, I don't know why you specified that I'm your older brother, because I'm your only brother. I'm your only sibling. Yeah, I just give you a little detail. <laughs> yeah, a little people, appetizer. Yeah, just a little, little fact. Uh, I'm Dustin. I am... That's one thing I get asked all the time. Who's older? So, really? I'll put a forefront to it. There you go. I'm 14 months older than you. Uh, just turned 26, so there's that. And uh, I'm a world history teacher, geography teacher as well, uh, here at one of the local high schools in California. I like to bake on the side, some Portuguese, American confections, huge Star Wars nerd, cat dad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's the basics. Favorite color is blue, if anyone's <laughs> curious. All right, any other fun facts? <laughs> um, no, you did good. Is that good? Yeah, you did awesome. Awesome. I can right. add more if you want me to. Whatever you want. All right, we're going to get into our ecstatic and problematic. So we're going to let Dustin kick us off. I always let the other person go first. So choose your problematic to start with or your ecstatic, whatever comes to mind from a week. So today is, we are recording on Thursday, so we are back to Thursday. So think from last Thursday to, to now and let us know your ecstatic and problematic. Uh, my ecstatic is probably that, you know, obviously we are approaching the holiday season. Christmas is right around the corner. So holidays are in full swing and I get to celebrate that with you and the rest of the family. Aww. But, you know, also my get to get to celebrate with my girlfriend and her family too. So that should be fun. Um, as far as problematic, uh, because I am a baker on the side, Ooh, I, am, that's a good one. I am baking uh, nonstop full swing for the last few days. Um, I did mess up my custard did you? on accident yesterday. Why well, don't think um, you do it on purpose? No, I didn't do it on purpose, but I was tripling the recipe because of the sheer volume that I'm baking. Yeah. And 
I have the recipe so ingrained in my memory that I assumed I needed to put three whole cans of sweetened condensed milk. Oh, no. And I only needed to use one. Oh, no. So the custard looks fine and probably will bake okay. But to play it safe, I'm just not going to use that one. Yeah. And I made another batch of uh, triple custard. So now I have three bowls of custard inside the fridge. Two fridges. One thing, so Dustin and I do not live together for the first time in our life. We truly don't live together anymore. Yeah. When I went to college at 18, I moved into an apartment, but I still came home every weekend. And then what a year two years later almost like two full years later dustin moved and joined me in, at fresno and then we were back to living together and just recently we don't live together and i remember during your baking seasons just how annoying it would be yeah. like your stuff everywhere he's don't come in the kitchen i need the space like, have to keep it sanitized. it's sanitized don't touch anything and so it was like an extra hassle i'd be like can i come make myself lunch and he'd be like no and yeah, and just having fridge space was always Well, my biggest thing was, too, <clears throat> I always ask my clients before I bake their product, I always ask them if there's any allergies I should be aware of. Yeah. Because, God forbid, I don't want anyone to go into anaphylactic shock <laughs> after I make something. Who supplies this? Right, you know, like if someone has a nut allergy and I'm making, I don't know, toffee, and then I'm making custard tarts the next day, I don't want to accidentally mix that custard or have anything near the nuts if it doesn't need to be it's a responsible thing to do yeah and it's just also just a sanitary thing you always want to clean up after yourself make sure that you have everything cleaned and tidy um but also just that extra level of precaution to make sure everyone's okay but yeah the full seasons here in total i think i have eight no I, i lied i think i have like 10 people i'm baking for which doesn't sound like a lot but for one person in the you know, you, in a regular kitchen, not yeah. even like... and you've seen the size of the kitchen. It's nothing huge. Yeah. It's not industrial. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot. No making. dishwasher either? The dishwasher does not work. Yeah. <laughs> has not worked for the last year. So um, I've been washing everything by hand, so that's fun. You can bring your dishes and wash them here. Yeah, I could. I could just <laughs> come shovel everything up in the Tesla and just yeah. wash it. <laughs> All right. So going on to my ecstatic and problematic... I would say my ecstatic, which I'm actually shocked you didn't use this as your ecstatic, being on vacation. Oh, yeah. No, I'm pumped to be on vacation. (laughs) As much as I love teaching and I love working with kids, sometimes you need a break. Yeah. So Dustin started vacation. Last Friday. Last Friday was his last day. Yesterday was my last day. So today is my actual first full day of vacation. So I'm really excited about that. My problematic is once again, fuck Kia. My car has the issues. And it's back in the shop. I dropped it off this morning. So now I have a new problem. I have a new oil leak in my car. But think about it like this, though. How long have you had that car? Um, It's been at least five years. Yeah. Five and a half, six years. Correct. And you've only really had like two or three main issues. Yeah. Kias are good cars. But it's just crazy that it's, I just had it in the shop last month and now it's back already in there. So two things back to back. Car issues are just annoying. Well, yeah. And always during a vacation. Yeah. So that's like our running thing. But like for me, I had, I had the Hyundai before the car accident, before that kid totaled my car. Hyundai is the sister company to Kia. And I, oh, never, I never had any issues with my car either. Nothing yeah. insane. It's a good car. Um, just a kid decided to total it on the 99. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we have that running thing as kids and just joking. But 
it actually happens all the time during a holiday break there's always someone's car in the shop <laughs> usually it, it was mine usually it was mine yeah something always happens where we're finally excited to be on vacation and we're the, get to do whatever we want whenever we want but then no get car. debilitated by not having a working vehicle correct and having to ask for rides like Literally, Dustin picked me up this morning. Well, we made a whole thing out of it. So yeah. We were going to record today, and we had plans to go to Black Bear. And I was like, just pick me up. Or I asked if he could pick me up, and then we'd go to Black Bear from there. So it worked out. And so it will just be a few hundred dollars to fix. So just just a few hundred. <laughs> you could try to see if that might be covered under your warranty. Because Kias have extended warranties a lot. Yeah. We'll see. But... Yeah, so those are my exact and problematic. So we are going to get into a pop culture topic today. We are going to be kind of calling this segment, introducing a little bit of a new segment called Learning with Lexi. So there's a lot of things. I will be the first to admit that there's a lot of things in this world that I do not know or do not understand. And so one thing, and I mentioned this on the episode with Greg last week, one thing about me, if I hear something or somebody uses a word that I don't know, I'm straight up like, what is that? What does that mean? Uh, there's a lot of things that I'm pretty, pretty open about just being not aware of things. Yeah, it's learning. Yeah. And so recent news came out that Trump can't run for office. And I know that's been a thing. I, I actually thought it was a joke. I didn't think he was actually running. And so now I've been hearing some news. And so who better to ask? Then my brother, did I say that right? Who better not to ask, better to ask? Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, yeah. I don't teach English. Teach yeah. <laughs> so my brother is usually the person I go to when anything political comes out because I quite honestly don't understand and I don't go out of my way to figure those things out. So Dustin is here to educate me real quick before we get into our other topic. Well, let me preface by saying I'm not an expert in geopolitics or yeah. political He's analysis. not a politician. I'm not a politician. I'm a history teacher. I do in a little town. I do pay attention to things a little bit more. Yeah, it's like I want to know. It's just yeah. I personally, and I should want to go look for those things, but I just don't. And I don't know at all either. Yeah, I just I try to read up on it a little bit, so I'm a little bit more informed, so that so way I know what's happening. He does the hard work so that he can just then tell me. So Dustin, tell me what's happening. Um. So to answer your question, can Trump still run for use office? words? I understand. Yes, he can. Um, he is still on the presidential ballot. But it wasn't a joke. Like he legit was going for it. Yeah, he has been running for office for the last <laughs> year and a half, two years almost. Okay. Um, he is ahead of the polls for the GOP, which is the Republican Party, grand old party, uh, the Republican Party. He is the front runner. I think he's, last I checked on the polls, I think he's still sitting at like 62%. And then Ron DeSantis comes in second with like 15 So okay. he is like still the front runner. And mind you, he hasn't even had any debates. Like, he hasn't had any single debates with anybody. Um, These are just diehard fans from the beginning, the first time around. Yeah, so, I mean, as a reminder, Trump is obviously running for re-election. This would be his second term. Um, He has a huge core of supporters. And so, everything that's been coming out, in a sense, has been helping him. Real quick. To some degree. We haven't had a president. I know we've had presidents who go back-to-back terms. But have we ever had a president serve not do the next term and then return again like a break in between off the top of your head i don't think we have yeah, most like presidents most presidents will either serve one term and not get reelected, 
or they'll serve two consecutive terms. Yeah, I never. I mean, the I only president I've... who's done more than two terms was FDR. Yes, I knew. Um, he was going. Three, he, he was going he on. Was a, in... I think he was going on his fourth term. But I think he he's. Sick. If I remember correctly, he served for twelve years. I think he died during his thirteenth. So it was like. Yeah, he, was, he served during the Depression in the 30s and served all the way till the end of 45, right before World War II was over. So he, uh, yeah, he eventually passed away. Um, but to answer your question to back to Donald Trump, can he still run for president? Yes, he still can. Um, what you read was the Colorado Supreme Court. So every state has their own Supreme Court. It's not the federal Supreme Court. Um, but the Supreme Court of Colorado essentially came out and said that Donald Trump um, is not allowed to be on the 2024 ballot for Colorado, just okay. the state of Colorado, um, because you know, of all of his indictments that have been coming up. Now I of have January a, 6th. a listener in Colorado for really? podcast. Yeah, I can see. I have people. I have a listener in Japan, oh. Belgium, wow, okay. in the UK. That's cool. And then I saw, and then. And there's like these dots in California, and then there's like one dot in Colorado. <laughs> but I thought it was well, really I wonder if that person is going to be uh, listening to this <laughs> yeah. segment. Hi, Colorado. Um, so nice essentially, uh, Supreme Court said that Donald Trump can't be on the ballot for 2024 in just the state of Colorado because of all the indictments that came out from okay. uh, January 6th. And so essentially, an indictment is a fancy way to say um, it's like officially charging a claim against you, saying like, oh, we think you committed this crime. Mm -hmm. So Donald Trump has a list of several different indictments that came out. Um, they're all different charges. He has not had any trials yet. He has not been convicted of any crimes yet. Um, there's plenty of evidence that will mm -hmm. show he's guilty to some degree. But because of the fact that he has these indictments, Colorado says that he cannot be on the ballot. And so the Supreme Court of Colorado is essentially quoting uh, one of the 14th Amendments to the Constitution, specifically Section 3. And uh, Section 3, I think it's important to remember that Amendment 14 came out after the Civil War. Mm -hmm. And so Section 3 essentially says anybody who has been previously convicted of having any kind of insurrection against the United States is not allowed to run for office. Okay, so they're just kind of holding true to that. Well, yeah, So, but it's also to remember context so those that section three was written after the civil war and it was written to essentially prevent anybody from the confederacy to hold public office anybody who fought against the united states during the civil war essentially was not allowed to run for office so colorado is quoting section three of amendment 14 and saying that because of this donald trump is not allowed to run Okay. Um, so they are going to face legal actions. They're going to face some kind of pushback. Um, I don't know how far it'll go. Um, one of the other presidential candidates, uh, Ramaswamy, he came out and he said that he's not going to run in Colorado if they don't put Trump back on the ballot. And he's advocating for the other GOP candidates to do that. Yes, I did hear that part right now. They're like, if he can't play, I can't play. I can't yeah, play. it's essentially like a like a sign of solidarity. Like, yeah. hey, if you're not going to have him on, then I'm not going to do it either. Um, which is funny because Ramaswamy is only polling at like 5% or 6%. Um, realistically, he'll probably just pledge his vote to Donald Trump once he backs out of the election. Because okay. he, he's not the front runner. So, right. Yeah. Is he still going to be on the ballot for 2024? Um, probably. 
I'm sure there's still going to be some legal actions. The next few months are going to be interesting to see how his trials go, see what he gets convicted with, and see whether or not that actually prevents him from running for office. Hi, well, thank you for educating me. Appreciate it. Again, I'm not an an expert. I don't quote anything (laughs) that I don't know. Yeah. So if there's anything that I misspoke on, don't come after him. Yeah, forgive me. He's just a small town boy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying my best. I'm not a geopolitical analyst. I'm not a politician, but I do try to keep my head in the news a little bit so Mm -hmm. I know what's going on. All right. Well, that's going to bring us to our next topic. So as I mentioned, we're going to be going into some more Christmas topics. So we just mentioned earlier that Dustin picked me up and then we went to Black Bear. So, and that really- Yes, and that ties in with Christmas for us, for sure. Black Bear has always had like a connection to Christmas time. Christmas morning, always. Yeah, so Christmas morning, I don't know how this tradition started. I don't either. I don't know who came up with it, when it first began, but our family on our dad's side would celebrate Christmas Day and keep in mind, we would get together Christmas Eve night, and that's when we did our holiday celebration together. Right. But Christmas morning, we always would go all together. And when I say all together, like we're, 20 plus people, we're talking like 20 plus people Christmas morning to Black Bear annually. And this, mind you, this was before you and I both worked in the restaurant field. Correct. So we did it like as young kids, like elementary level, all the way to high school, correct? Yeah, we did it for a while. And, a you know, time. hindsight is twenty twenty. but looking back at it now as someone who worked in the restaurant industry, like, we were terrible people for yeah. <laughs> going in on Christmas morning with a party of 20-plus people. And if you've ever worked in, like, food industry, you know how difficult it is to have a large party walk-in. Right. But especially a holiday, you don't want to be there. Correct. Like, there's a hundred other things. And, you know, for you. some people, too, like, a lot of people that work in the restaurant industry or even some kind of customer service. A lot of people don't mind it either because they don't have anything else to do on the holidays. Some people don't mind that. Um, However, if you've ever been to Black Bear, any of the Black Bears, uh, I know it's a chain, but they're not the largest restaurant in Tulare. And so a lot of the things that we see are like big parties and they're trying to come in and it's like one small room. Yeah. And it does not work well. Or, like, they don't have the staff. And it's just hard. Whenever you have 20 people and you're trying to get food, and it's always, there's always the one person who doesn't get their food. Or then right. that awkward time, like, do we eat our food? Do we wait? It's By just the time a lot. you get the rest of the food, it gets cold. So people will start complaining. Yeah. And then I feel bad for the waitresses and the waiters because it's like, you know, they don't have any control of that either. Yeah, it's just the, the crazy kitchen can situation. only cook so fast. So we no longer go to Black Bear on Christmas morning. Our dad's side of the family actually stopped doing that. Yeah, they, anyway. haven't, they haven't done it for the last few years. Yeah, so so don't come after us. We're not encouraging people to go out and especially take 20-plus people. I think if you take 20-plus people anywhere, it's... Any lot. restaurant is going to have a hard time. And I know some situations and events kind of call for that. Right. For little old Tulare Black Bear, <laughs> we apologize. We can only do so much. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's always been a tradition of ours to have some kind of family breakfast style on Christmas morning. Um, I know that they started to cook at home instead, which mm-hmm. is nice because it alleviates the pressure. But yeah, you know, sometimes it's hard when you see this massive wave of people walking in yeah. the door and they all range from like four years old to 44 years old. Yeah. 
you know Definitely. so everyone's going to be cooking different things and ordering different menus and sometimes at the restaurants you know you'd put like a uh, limited menu to make sure that that doesn't mm-hmm. happen That's and we true. did that at the restaurant we worked at but. yeah yeah and so what we do now we still enjoy going to black bear but we just usually go just the two of us and we try yeah. to go I would at least, say at once, least a year. once a year yeah. yeah so today we did that and i'm glad this is actually our first time we did it during christmas time though right yeah, I think last go- year, I think we did somewhere around summer. And I remember another time we went around, like, October. Like, I know we go at different times. It's an but- annual thing. It's just different every time. Yeah, we just, by the time we actually get there and do it. But, anyways, but we what we order never changes. No, we go in there. We don't even open up. And, I can sh- and we can share with you what the order is to a T. I literally sat down. I said, so do we act like we're going to open this menu and take a look around? So, jot down this order on whatever Grab you're listening to open your Grab notes a pen okay when you order you want to order a chocolate milk <laughs> I, as a drink i do not go that route but accompanied by a water so that way you can wash down the milk and now the meal itself is very simple it's called a joe's hobo omelet okay it's a meat lover's omelet essentially <laughs> it's got chopped up sausage it's got bacon it has ham and there's all bunch of veggies in there too. There's like red onions and spinach oh, with different kinds in. of cheese. He misses it already. <laughs> I do, I do. But you say spinach? I did. Okay. Yeah, and red onions. Now here's the kicker: when they ask you, "Do you want hash browns or home fries?" You say neither. I say instead. Leave it out. <laughs> we want French fries <laughs> at with eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> at eight o'clock in the morning, and we still want the toast, yep. which has to be whole wheat. Yep. And then we're not done yet. Put the butter on it. We're not done yet. (laughs) Don't leave it off. And make sure that when you go to put the food at our table, that you bring us a side of Thousand Island and Ranch. Yep. Because we like to dip our French fries. Dustin's the Thousand Island route. I am. I take the ranch. Yep. And then you have to have ketchup for the omelet. Yep. That's it. And I ate the whole plate. And he was getting some of my fries, which is a given. Yeah. And they always give you like a little random slab of... Like lettuce, lettuce and a, and a slice of My orange. My orange was like dried Mine out. Mine was dried too. Yeah. And I so I typically it. eat it because it's like a nice little palate cleanser. It makes me think I'm healthy after just bodying <laughs> my day's worth of Meat carbs. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, but it was very dry. So I didn't I didn't try the orange. Yeah, it was interesting. So And the lettuce thing, I don't know. I think it's supposed to be so, pretty. <laughs> I was like, if I had a rabbit, I would take it home. Yeah. So yeah, we had our our black beer breakfast. So now we are here. We're talking about some Christmas things. So and it was decorated nicely. They had all the Christmas. Ornaments. Yeah, it was nice. Speaking of ornaments, so Greg was here the other day. I was telling Dustin we were going to talk about this. Shout out, Greg. We on our trees, and when Dustin and I live together, we collect Christmas ornaments. I won't get into who started that. Uh, oh, that was Lexi. Little Lexi. <laughs> Lexi likes to get mad and claim ownership of it, which she did. I'm not going to pretend like I didn't get that idea from her. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime we travel anywhere outside of state, Lexi would be the first one, because I think you started traveling first. Correct. You started going out of state before I did, because I was still working at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um. But then you started grabbing Christmas ornaments. And I was like, oh, wow, that's a really cool idea. Let me do that, too. <laughs> let me copy it. Let me just, let me just pretend that's Let mine. me have no original thoughts. <laughs> no, not at all. So then I started doing it as well. And um, so, yeah, you and I both have our I've own I've even collect- expanded it, not even just states. Anywhere I go that like, like a city, a bigger city. Like, yeah. I have a San Francisco one. We did San the Diego. same as well. So um, hmm. my girlfriend and I, Funny how. we recently went to. Um, Does the same. Yeah. Went to uh, Big Bear. California. I don't know if you've been. Yeah, but it's yeah. beautiful. And um, once, 
yeah, it's really nice. Um, and I grabbed the ornament from there too. So just different cities, places yeah. that I've never been before. It's kind of cool to look back on. Yeah, it's cool. So for the first time, since Dustin and I do not live in the same home, we have our own Christmas decoration. So this is actually his first time seeing it in person, my home decorated. So the Christmas, yeah. I have all my ornaments up. And for the first time, it happened. Greg walked in, looked at my tree, started looking at the ornaments, and he asked me questions. And I got to be like, yes, I got this oh, here. Oh, story time. Yes. He was like, where's this one from? And he held the teapot. I said, let me tell you about the Boston Tea Party. Yes. <laughs> and so it was really cool. Go ahead and tell us about to- the Boston Tea Party. Go ahead and tell a history teacher about the Boston Tea Party. There was tea. <laughs> when did it happen? They liked it, and then they did not like it no more. <laughs> they said, "Mom, now, bye-bye, King." I had him do nothing with the actual uh, flavor of tea. It no, was I know. It was the taxes. It was the taxes. It was about taxes. Yeah, we're not going to get into that. You just had your whole moment, okay? <laughs> oh, I would like another moment of history. Anyway. We don't get to talk about history. So it was cool that he got to look at the ornaments, and then it's always nice, too, when someone grabs, like, something from, like, Massachusetts or, like, whenever that gets brought say up. That and again? I say when somebody asks me about mass go ahead Massachusetts, massachusetts can i do it together massachusetts mass there you go when they ask me about that <laughs> about <laughs> when they ask me about that state <laughs> the state with the m with the long chachusis well you gotta be specific because <laughs> there's a lot of states with m. Anyway, can you name all the states with m no don't even oh my gosh so funny the other day um i don't know we were at chili's me brooklyn kira and greg and we we're talking about states. Okay. And I told them, I'm like, yeah, once a year, I think. I said, Dustin sends me a random empty map and tells me to fill it. <laughs> I haven't done that this year. You haven't done it no. in a while. And, and now's I, the time we could do it. Oh, it's because we were talking about school. And Kira just randomly started bursting into song knowing the seven continents. And then Brooklyn said how she had to learn all the states. And I said how I never had to learn the states. Mm, yeah. And I say, Dustin quizzes me. And I said, I got up to like, there was one year I did pretty good. I actually put time into learning them. Yeah. Now I don't know. My students, they um, they claimed that their middle school teacher had them learn about the 50 states. And I could think they had to label it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, when they get to my class, though, I teach them geography about yeah. the whole world. And so I want to make sure they know where the continents are. Yeah. Especially since, so I teach freshmen and sophomores. For those I don't know, me don't personally, know that. I feel like the continents are a little more important than the states. Not like I know, it's like probably well, they're both about important. my country. Yeah, they're both equally important. But at least but one thing I tell my freshmen is, I say they, those are over there. I tell them, you know, you guys are humans living on this earth. I think you guys should know exactly where the continents are. Mm-hmm. And so there's this really cool game that we play. It's called Satera. It's also like a GeoGuessr game where it's a map of the Earth, and they have a timer at the top to see how long they go, and they have to label the seven continents mm-hmm. and then the five major oceans. So I have them play that throughout the entire semester. So by the time they finish, they know where that is. Okay. And so it's actually really nice because I talk about this in my department. Um, It's like a nice little way to give them some kind of an appetizer for sophomore world history. Because when I get them again the second year, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about history in Asia, in Europe, in Africa. And I want them to know where that is. I don't want them to look at me like... Where the hell is Africa? Yeah. And if, I, if I start name dropping countries like France and Germany, I want them to know that's in Europe and not in Asia. Yeah. So that way they don't get confused when I start showing them maps. Because yeah. for stuff like me, it's really easy to know about like the basics. I can shout out names of countries and like you can show me a map and I know where I am. But it's really easy for me to do that because I've studied it for years. No, for sure. I don't know. It is kind of hard if you don't dedicate 
And me personally, and I'm not somebody who's good at memorizing stuff either. So, well, we want to move students past memorizing. I used the GPS for like a full year, and I, went, I was driving back and forth like weekly, and I still put a GPS on because I'm like, mm, do I remember how to get Well, it? yeah. Like, which exit to take? So, I don't know. It just never came. The biggest thing, like, I try to stress with my kids, too, and with my department is that we want to move kids away from just memorizing things yeah. because that's not really learning. That's know, just memorizing that's, things. That's how. And so, I want to make sure, you know, they learn the historical skills and they can see the historical story. That's why I like history because you can see how humans have gotten to where we are now. Yeah. And they always come in with so many questions. They see what happens, you know, with um, Israel and Palestine. They see what's going on in Ukraine with Russia. They see what's happening in Africa and Asia. They come in with so many questions. And I want to show them, like, how they got there. How do we get to this situation where we have these issues? Mm -hmm. So that way I can teach them how to approach those topics and actually know how to make up their own opinion and do that based off of evidence. Yeah. No, I think that's important. But, anyway, just to wrap with what I had... Oh, a, back to the Christmas yeah, tree. So Sorry, Christmas we, tree. Were, we were talking about <laughs> geopolitics from a Christmas tree teapot. Anyway, uh, no. Yeah, we do that with the, the mugs, too, the coffee yeah. mugs. How we always pull, like, the coffee mugs. Remember, we had, like, we would host our cousins for, like, Christmas cocoa and stuff, and you'd grab them a coffee coffee mug, and they would ask, like, oh, why do you have this one? Remember how we talked about that? Like, oh, you got the, you get the Star Wars mug with Boba yeah. Fett on it. They're I like, oh, cool. Where'd you get this one at? Just, yeah. But mine is more the ornaments. It's always been like my The thing. stories but, themselves. The, yeah. But I would say like anytime I bring up like East Coast relatives, one of the things that people always are like, oh, you I forget you have family there. Oh, yeah. I wrap presents really good. I saw This year I've been taking extra time to do it, especially because I'm doing Anthony's families too. So I want them to look nice for him. It's the first year he's buying his family gifts. He's never. It's a 27-year-old man. This is the first year he's buying wow. gifts. So. Michael Good for him. Me, he made it this long with the to buy a gift. <laughs> Michael had me wrap her dad's. She's like, "Hey, can you um, can you wrap wrap my dad's present real quick while I while I get ready in the office or something or like doing something else?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure. I can't promise it's gonna look good." Uh -huh. And so she comes out and she looks at it. She's like, "Oh, you know, that's good." I'm like, <laughs> I was like, "You sure?" Because like, I'm not. My biggest thing is when it comes to wrapping the you present, you can't get it tight, huh? It's well, loose. I can do the sides no problem, but when you start to like wrap up the ends of it like yeah. right here and you have to like like fold how the... mine's in process over there how yeah like where you have to end. fold the triangles on the tops and the bottoms yeah. like i always have so much hangover and yeah. they're always fighting each other so then here i am grabbing scissors randomly cutting at it to hopefully yeah. make it even and then i cut too much so then i have to ran grab a random piece of paper and tape to it in, it, in. Yeah. yeah it's not even worth my time because they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna wrap it Just and they're gonna in a bag. well they're gonna take it out and rip it up in like 30 seconds anyways especially with our little nephews those guys will wrap up and destroy a present in 10 seconds if you yeah, like them. no, for sure. So, anyway, wrapping presents is a nightmare sometimes. I don't know, but wrapping presents, I don't know. I got in the spirit the other day and I started wrapping them. And I started wrapping last night, but I left everything out because I ran out of time. I was doing laundry also, so I need to finish. So, I think I was watching Star Wars when I was wrapping soon. the presents. It was either that or Band of Brothers. Yeah, either there's always some kind of war happening <laughs> in the background when I'm wrapping a so present. It has to be huge. Yeah, there's a, and that's what's iconic about me is like, Oh my, I'm going to I'm going to go study for this, you know, this test I have to do for the state and then I'll put on like Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> There's like the D-Day boats coming up to the beach and MG42s going off and men crying oh out God. for their moms and they're dying on a beach. I'm like la 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 just studying for my test. <laughs> oh, where's my boat for this gift? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, man. Uh, I'm too much overhang. <laughs> right. And then like someone will come in like, "Are you good?" I'm like, "Yeah, why? I'm just, yeah, I'm just just war. I'm just studying." <laughs> anyway, going on, we are going to get into some Reddit. I always forget to say it in the beginning, but 
We are oh, doing... But peanut butter candy I know, I'm not skipping it. Yeah, we got to talk about We are going to do Am I the Asshole Stories. But before we move on to Reddit, two other things I want to talk about. I wanted to address peanut butter candies. Peanut butter candies. you brought this up earlier today. I literally just talked about it yesterday yeah. with our cousins. So, so, go ahead. You can take it away. So, in my family, on my dad's side, in particular my aunt and uncle, uh, my cousins, they have this... I guess it's a family recipe. I mm-hmm. think they said it's from like their grandma or their aunt or their But like from aunt. the opposite side of the family. Yeah. It's like on the opposite side of the family that I'm not related to. And it's these small, simple peanut butter square candies. And Dustin's been obsessed with and them since I've we were loved a kid. them since like I was eight, a kid. And my aunt would always make us two separate serve. Actually, two no. containers, like full no, containers. No, but she first always just give us one shared one. But then whenever correct, we, correct. I moved to Fresno, she started, she started us making two. us two. So and I would get my own sure container, and then you'd containers. get your own. Correct. And then Lexi would only ever eat like one or two pieces and be done with it. And then I'd get the whole thing, and I'd just combine it into my box, where to the point where it'd be like literally overflowing, and I'd finish it in like two weeks. But these it. peanut butter candies, they're not even anything fancy. They're not, like, decorated nicely. They're not, like, super thick. They're pretty thin, they're actually. They're simple, like, candies that you see even in bakeries. Yeah, like, they, like the way well, I don't cubes. even know that you see them in bakeries because I tried to find some recipes for mm-hmm. them last night, and I couldn't. Like, I could find ones that look similar, Yeah. but the recipes are not anywhere near because I know... Dustin's been fighting for his life to get this recipe. And I know in the family recipe they use, obviously, peanut butter. Um, and they use marshmallow fluff. But all the recipes I was looking up last night had nothing to do with marshmallow fluff. So I'm like, I'm not going to go attempt a recipe and it not be anywhere near. Yeah. So I texted our cousins in a group chat yesterday. I said, I will pay you literal money <laughs> if you guys go and write down this recipe and give it to me. Because our aunt has not given it up. Well, and she has offered to me multiple times, like, hey, you know, I'm going to be baking this day. And if you want to come over and, like. Just go over. Well, I'm always baking. So, like, every That's time she true. starts to bake, and, like, our cousin was telling me yesterday, she's like, oh, he's probably going to, she's probably going to start baking on, I think he said Saturday. I'm like, well, I can't because I have all my order pickups you on Saturday. At what time? 11 and 12 is my pickup window. You can't go after? Well, no, because we're going to our grandpa's. Oh. So. I have no opportunity to go. And so, I don't know. I will probably be on my deathbed by the time I actually get to see this recipe. You're like dying. You're about to close your eyes. Peanut butter candy recipe. Right. (laughs) As I'm literally going to You took your last breath. You just sigh of relief. (laughs) Well, it's just like, it can't even be that hard. Our cousin has literally told me multiple times, like, it's four ingredients. I'm like, okay, cool. It's four ingredients. But you can take that in so many different ways. And I know he mentioned yesterday... He's like, oh, one thing about this recipe. Helderby. Helder, by the way, yeah. let's loose. He's a listener. Oh, okay. Well, shout out, to, <laughs> shout out to our cousin Helder. Helder told me. He called me to let me know. Well, he told me. He said that the recipe is so finicky, and I understand this because as a baker, I get it, that you cannot make it if it's raining outside, <laughs> which I know it sounds silly to like the average listener, but it makes sense as a baker because a lot of things that you do as a baker are actually affected by the weather. So, like, if you want to, like, rise a dough and it's too hot outside, your dough's probably going to rise too quick. Or if you're trying to make macarons and if it's um, humid, they're not going to get the shell they need on the top. Mm. And so there's a lot of things that are actually affected by weather. And so he said, anytime it rains outside, my mom doesn't make them. I'm like, okay, well, it's, gonna, so it's raining right now in Tulare for, like, the next four days. So that's out the window. And then on top of that, he said there's, like, a certain thing that she has to do where she gets a glass of water and she has to take a ball of the peanut butter 
and like drop it in the water and if it floats then it's ready which makes sense again as a baker because in my mind if i'm thinking of what the recipe is looking like she's probably reaching for some kind of sugar point of the temperature like a hard crack stage or a soft crack stage a chew stage a caramel stage there's different stages to sugar i don't know if you're aware of that but there is when you make a caramel or if you make like a toffee you want it to reach a certain temperature so it does a certain thing. And I'm yeah. thinking that's probably what our aunt does. So that way it could be like that chewy. I mean, it's right. not even like technically chewy, right? It's not. It's, it's not. Chewy. It's like a crumbly. It's like a creamy crumble temperature. Yeah, because then when you bite it, it like melts in your mouth almost. Yeah, and it's nice. Like, yeah, I need it. I know, and I need the recipe because. <laughs> it's like getting red in the face. Well, <laughs> so like for me, like I get it. You know, she only makes it during Christmas, which I'm totally fine with. Like I'll preserve that tradition. If she wants me to wait until Christmas, I'll wait till Christmas. But as a baker, I just want to know. Yeah. Because as as a baker, there's so many different recipes in the world that you just want to know how they work. Because when you fail and fail and I fail and fail, you, you never get You figure to out a time and try to get there and be there with her. Yeah, I want to. It's just going to be really hard because of the baking that I'm already doing. Well. Because I'm, I'm going to be booked all the way until Saturday. I'm going to say this. If you wanted to. And then to, Sunday's Christmas Eve. And if you wanted Christmas. to, he would. I hate that expression. Well. Have you gotten your candies yet? Have you? I don't need them. Point proven. Anyway, before we go into our Reddit stories, I wanted to ask what your favorite Christmas gift was that you were given from all your years. My entire lifetime. Yeah, but more so, I wanted to focus on like childhood gifts. So try not to think... I know I just said your whole life, but try not to think your adulthood. Okay. There's one that comes to mind. Yeah, I knew it. Um, I don't know if you know this one, actually. Yeah, I don't know if I do either, because I was trying. I wrote down what mine was. I know. But then I don't remember what yours would be. Me. I I have a guess. For those that don't know me personally, I've always been like a... Star Wars. No. 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 Okay. Um, An Xbox. Oh, yeah. Okay. I I was going to say it. Well, so growing up, I was always known as like the video game nerd of the family mm-hmm. i was like the i got first, his hand-me-downs i was like the first cousin who always got into video games um and i wanted an xbox mm-hmm. i think it was a 360 he started though on the playstation one i didn't no, you had start a game on the playstation one Cube. i had a game boy a game boy i had a game boy then you first. got a GameCube. you weren't i never owned it i never owned yes a you no, did I didn't. Mm, yes those you are did. our cousins i never owned one mm. i promise you i'm gonna call mom go ahead i'm pretty call right sure now. I'm pretty Call sure right she got you a, a GameCube. Call right now. My phone's recording. Here, you want to use mine? Actually, I can. Yeah, we can, but Here. I should probably. Call mother. Yeah, we're going to find out right now. I'm pretty sure she gave you a GameCube once, no. and you weren't into it. What's it, Thursday? Oh, she might be off. Oh, she is off, because she tried to invite me to lunch, and I said I had plans with you. Hey, Mom. Mom. Hello. Hey, you're on speaker. Me and Lexi are currently recording for her podcast. How fun. Hey, we had a question for you. Mm-hmm. Lexi swears, and okay. I'm pretty sure that she's wrong, but you tell me okay. that at some point in my childhood, you bought me a GameCube for Christmas. Did I ever own a GameCube? I don't remember a GameCube. I know you've had Xboxes and PlayStations. Correct. Hmm. But I don't remember a GameCube. That's right. Is that I... an Xbox version? Say again. Is that an Xbox version? No, that's a completely different console. <laughs> oh. 
then I'm going to say no. Dang. Because I don't remember ever buying a cube. I right, remember PlayStation's and Xboxes. The first Xbox mom got you, I remember putting it in a box, and I said, here's your box with an X on it. Yep. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that story. story you're that's the story I was going to say, yeah. yeah. There's a picture of that. Um, sorry, I'm out of old house. We're actually sitting here together eating the horse. No, you're good. Um, 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 no, no, I, I pretty sure I would remember an X, uh, a cube. No, I want to say no. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Ah, all right. Okay. I love Bye. you too. Yeah, no GameCube ever. So yeah, like also you... before anybody hears and asks, our mom does speak in the third person. <laughs> yeah, she does refer to herself as mom Correct. when she speaks. <laughs> Correct. Um, but yeah, like my mom said on the phone, there was one year I really, really, really wanted an Xbox 360. I think it had just come out. All the new Call of Duties were coming out on the 360. It was the next gen console. All the new Halos especially Halo Reach. That was like the game. Yeah. And love absolutely that love that game. Fantastic, love that phenomenal game. game. Um, and I wanted one really bad. And I remember my mom asking me, she's like, hey, you know, like, what do you want for Christmas? And I said, well, if you really can, then I want the 360. She's like, okay, cool. You know, we'll see what we can do. And we never were like extremely wealthy as, you know, yeah. a family. We were never extremely wealthy. So asking for a Lower $300. Lower middle class. Yeah. I would say asking for a 360 was actually pretty hard because I think it was going for like $300 at yeah. the time. And this was mid-2000s. always ask for 2010s. Consoles. And I wanted one. I never had a job at the time, so I never had my own money. <laughs> yeah, you were yeah. so, like nine years old. Yeah, I was like, I wanted a 360. So Christmas comes and my mom wraps this big old box wrapped up and my mom by the way is known for wrapping presents to the extreme yes every single seam of paper is covered by tape not just regular tape like the like thick. full on masking tape yeah like you're not getting it off and there's nowhere for you to put a finger in to try to lift no. anything none at all to the point where sometimes you have to get a knife yeah and so finally i get this box finally cracked open just a little bit i unwrap it and it's a box just a box. And he had been seeing it leading up to him. I remember seeing this square, this cube present. Right. He's like, oh, I'm pr- I have an Xbox. I'm one of those people that will go to the tree and I'll like shake a gift to see if I can guess He's what terrible. it is. I've actually never done that. It's just curiosity. Yeah. Like childhood curiosity. And so I get this big no old box. No self-control otherwise. And, well, I don't know about that. Mm. I don't do it now. <laughs> okay, anyway. I mean, I was eyeing the presents over yeah, there. Yeah, he literally but, asked, okay, what'd you give me? <laughs> well, yeah, I do that every year. Okay. I, I always ask, too, like, do you want to open a present now? Yeah. I was asking <laughs> Michael, like, hey, do you want to open one of your presents? <laughs> um, but this big old box, and my mom had written in Sharpie a big old X on the box. Just an X on the box. Had an X box. So then she makes a huge scene in front of my whole family. <laughs> Well, because we're one of those families that waits for, like, each person to open a gift. Yeah. We don't just open them all at the same time, which I don't think is, like, the best way to do things, in my personal opinion. And so we're all just watching, and it's just a box with an X. And so she makes this big old spiel, and then I think a few minutes ago, later go by, and she goes into, like, the room or something yeah. and pulls out the Xbox itself. And um, that wasn't her only time that she's pulled a trick either no, on Christmas. Do you remember that one year? She did the exact same thing to me. Do you remember that year mom got me Assassin's Creed? Mm, I'm not sure. There was a small box. And what mom had done was she stuffed it with like packing peanuts. I remember there was a year that they put a towel. Oh, that might have been the story I'm going to share. Anyway, continue. There was a box. 
I think I had asked mom for like Assassin's Creed or something, or like a video game. And I remember she packed a box of like packing peanuts or like a towel, a bunch of tissue paper. So yeah. when you picked it up, because she knew I was the person that would go to the yeah. tree and like look at it. It was super, super light. So it's like this, like a decent sized box, but it's just light. There's no weight on it. I'm like, this thing's empty. And so we get to Christmas Day and I finally open it. And the whole thing is just packing peanuts. It's like tissue paper. It's just <laughs> empty. And then you peel back like this other layer and then the game was hiding behind it. But my mom's always been really good at like tricking you into thinking something. Yeah, always Christmas. something. The story I was going to share about my favorite Christmas gift was I was a freshman. So I think you were a sophomore. I mean, obviously, yeah, you would have had it been. But That's we how got, age works. Yeah, our parents got us iPhones, our very first iPhones. Yeah, and we were in high school when we got our iPhone. Yeah, because before that we had like phones with sliding keyboard. I have the sliding keyboard. Phone. I remember yeah. that. Uh-huh. Me too. I loved that thing. Me too. I feel like I was on Zoe 101. <laughs> oh, the little, pa- what were they called? Pair phones? Technic. Isn't it the tech? Tech? Pair phone, I think is iCarly. Okay. I think it was like the tech. I don't know. Oh, God. You got to find the name of it now. Yeah. Um, What's it called? Techmate, is it? I'm going to pull it up. Tech. I can. Zoe 101. So I remember I all of them got it. Yeah. Every single person on that show had one. Tech. Zoe 101 phone. Tech me? Is it not tech me? Oh, yeah, it's tech me. <laughs> tech me. T E K dash M A T E. Tech me. Yeah. And they're I, all t- I was a big Zoe 101. All different fan. colors. Yeah. That's how I felt when I had my phone. Anyway, so we got our first iPhone. And there's so much stuff coming out about school. them now, too, as like adults. I know. All their podcasts that they've Did been saying. Did you see that they had like the movie come out? The Zoe 102 or something? It no. was on Disney Plus came out over this summer i believe in like july i was so excited i wanted to watch it but i was like man do you want to ruin that though no it's not that i didn't want to ruin it but it's like knowing that they're coming out and saying these stories i felt like i couldn't like contribute to giving them views oh then there's also like the nets classified podcast that's been coming out with like those three actors and they're just talking about everything they did like behind the scenes yeah so i just felt like i couldn't support but then i was sad because i was like man i was a big fan yeah so we got our iPhones, and I think this is the store with the towel. So I think our parents or mom put our phones and she put towels around it because iPhone boxes were like kind of small, you know? Yeah, the small sure the box, I know the boxes were big because I remember there's a picture. They made Dustin and I open the gift sim- At the simultaneously. Same time. Yeah, we were in front of the TV. Yeah, and so they made us do that. We were sitting on like bar stools, and we had these bigger boxes in our lap. And they were recording or had pictures, and we like opened the box and... Like I said, iPhone boxes are small, so mom for sure put towels around it to hold it in place. And then we lifted them out, and they were iPhone 5Cs. So I remember I got the green, like the lime green phone. Mm-hmm. Did you have a blue one? Um, Honestly, I don't you remember. Don't recall? I don't you don't remember, remember this color. at all? I don't know if I had a 5C. Yes, you did. We both got them. If I had a color, then it might have, might, must have been blue. Yeah, I'm pretty sure his was blue. And I remember it being so cool. I remember I felt so cool to have a green phone and finally have an iPhone. And it was so exciting. And then if I remember correctly, when they sold the iPhone, we have to find the picture. But if I find the picture, it's on Facebook I'll put it on I'll put it on Instagram. On the Lexi Let's yeah, it's page. on Facebook somewhere. I remember I'm wearing like a onesie. 
<laughs> yeah, I think oh, you're like it's like you're sitting up. I'm like sweating. And there's like you're like picking up the phone yeah. as if it's like Lion King and everyone's yes. like looking at it. And I remember the box being clear on the top because I think they were selling the point that these phones were these different colors. And I'm pretty sure you could see that it's green. I'm pretty I don't sure. know about that. I think what iPhone typically does is they put a picture of the phone no, on the I outside think of the box. If I remember correctly, it was like clear on the I don't top know where about you can that. see the phone. I don't know. We'll f- I'll find the picture. And it's out there somewhere. And I just remember going to school, and I remember it was in that transition period where none of my friends, all my friends had just gotten new phones like the year previous, and they had they had iPhones, and I was the only one in my friend group who still had a keyboard phone. I remember they would talk shit to me, then I came back after Christmas break, and I had the phone, and everybody was like gawking about it, they wanted to hold it, look at it, and I was like, hmm, I'm the cool person with the new phone, and I just felt badass, it was exciting. That's called so. ego. Yeah, for sure it was a big ego boost, especially as a freshman in high school. Big ego boost. So now what? The iPhone's on like what? The fourteen? Are they on the fourteen? Yeah. Now? Um. Might think, be fifteen. I think I have like. I, think the, I have the fourteen. I think I have the ten. I'm like the ten <laughs> Pro Max. It's and it's starting to slow down a little bit. Um, Aaron, Kira's brother, I think it walks around with the iPhone like four. <laughs> Anthony saw it the other day. He was like, I haven't seen one of these in so. Long. It's like a relic of the past. <laughs> yeah. It's all shattered. <laughs> oh, yeah. He uses it as an iPod. You are listening to Lexi Let's Loose, the podcast. I am your host, Lexi. Get ready to let loose. Okay. So we're going to get into that Am I the Asshole stories. We're going to have two stories. And the first one. Do you want me to one, click it? No, I've got it. Okay. You don't, you're not allowed to see it. Okay. I read it to you. Okay. Okay. Because you are giving your. Honest reaction. Yes. And you can make little comments throughout as I read, but I'm going to try not to stop. But you can make little comments like in sounds, whatnot. Okay. This story story is called, Am I the Asshole for Refusing to Give Up My Christmas Leave for a Colleague Who Has Kids? Christmas Leave? Yes. Am I an asshole for giving up my Christmas leave? This story is from December 7th. So it's fairly This year? Yes. Okay. So about two weeks old. Okay. The story goes as follows. So context, my office closes over Christmas and generally opens around the 2nd or 3rd of January. This year, we were instructed to put in our leave request up until the 2nd and put a second request through any additional days after that, and they would approve additional days after the 2nd once everyone had applied and they were able to assess how many staff they would have. I put in until the 8th of January, as did three out of five of my colleagues. One is coming back the second, and another one didn't put in any extra days. So I feel like they, this is a math problem. So they approved it. Okay, so far, keeping up. This There's person, five employees. Three of them have requested to be off until January 8th. Until January, yes. One of them is coming back on January 2nd. Good. And the other one didn't put in any The other days two off. did not put any at all. Correct. So the one who didn't put in any extra days has since gone to the managers and said she wanted to take off until the 8th also because she wants to spend time with her kids. They're around eight or nine years old, and her husband. My bosses declined as they needed two staff members here and it hadn't been put in beforehand. Colleagues said she, wa- she hadn't put in any extra days, but that the rest of the team knew and did it. Bosses said that the only way she could have it off was if she could get another staff member to come back early. She asked me in a passive-aggressive email because Christmas holidays are about being with family and because I don't have children, I could come back on the second and swap with her. I declined saying that I had plans for that time and she lost it. She has been going around saying that I ruined her holiday plans 
and I'm being inconsiderate of people with families and children. Oh, this is easy. So, OP offered some extra information at the end, and I feel like I could be the asshole because I do feel bad about her not getting the leave approved, but we were all given the same instructions, and she just didn't read it properly. But at the same time, I don't feel like I should be penalized and made to come back just because I don't have kids. People with kids aren't any more important than those who don't. All right, so... What do you think? Yeah, no, that other person's definitely in the wrong. <laughs> That's easy. She had a window of time where she knew she could put in a request and have time off if she wanted it to spend time it's with her family. It's her responsibility. It's her responsibility. She, emails. Yeah, it's her fault. It's her fault at the end of the day. And, and she's going to go around and be passive aggressive afterwards. And, you know, the other person feels bad. That's I'm glad she feels that for her. I mean, she's a decent human. How do you know it's a she? I don't or they think we had OP's name. Or they. I'm sorry. Yeah. So they. We yeah, We don't know if OP is a male or female. So they knew uh, ahead of time. They put in their request. They got approved. They have every right to go and enjoy their holiday. Yeah, I agree. The other one, however, it's interesting. Sorry, just to go back to it. It's interesting that you took it as a female. While I was reading this, even though there's no gender apply, I took it as a male perspective. I don't know why, but it's just interesting. Yeah. Me. I mean, either way, it's petty. No, both, for sure. Both. They can both be gen- uh, both be petty. I agree. Um, Has this ever happened to you? I feel like we would, as working the restaurant, we kind of dealt with this. I had a few situations at the restaurant where people would last minute ask me to cover their shift. But I was typically only ever working on the weekends anyways. Yeah. So I never really had shifts to give up. Yeah. However, I have experienced this as a teacher. Oh. So as a teacher at my school. I'm not experienced as a teacher. At my school, we have to do what's called athletic duties. Yes, I do know that. um, Most schools typically have like supervision outside of campus, you know, like watch them during recess or like during break or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't have recess or break because I'm at a high school. Yeah. So we don't have kids playing. Hey, recess. Yeah, we don't have that. Um, But what we do have is. our athletic duties. So like when the kids have games, like soccer game or like a basketball game or some kind of um, thing happening on campus, we have to go out there and either supervise or do some kind of gate duty, take in tickets or whatever. And um, I had one of my colleagues, if you have like a conflicting schedule, you can request another teacher to like take yours and swap. You just let the principal know and they'll make the adjustment. Okay. Um, however, this teacher had reached out to me, I think like three or four days before their duty and had asked like hey you know i have my son's soccer game that i don't want to miss or whatever can you swap my duty i know it's last minute or whatever and you know me obviously yeah i'm someone who is very empathetic in that sense and i want to make sure folds like a cheap beach chair (laughs) (laughs) I, i i'm someone who tries to make everybody happy a lot and i'm trying not to do that going forward i'm trying to really make sure that i don't get taken advantage of I told her no. Good. <laughs> I oh, told her no. Good. And I felt terrible afterwards. Yeah. Right? I can curl up into a ball at home and cry or whatever. I didn't do that, but I um, I told her no. I said I don't want to uh, swap this late, especially since I already had finished all my athletic duties for the semester. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. So good for you. Proud of you. Yeah, that was that was fun. That other person is definitely the asshole. Yeah. They could have. Uh, I'm on the same side as you. I definitely think the other person's the asshole because they didn't read to be emails. Petty. Yeah, so she'd be petty. Like, that's on you. You didn't plan ahead. You know your kids are going to be on vacation, and yet you didn't take And the the company gave you the opportunity to take the time off. No, definitely. I'm going to read you a few comments, 
and then I'll share one of my personal experiences. Someone said, not the asshole. You have plans. You requested the leave. End of story. If it were a matter of working Christmas Day itself and a colleague had a three to six year old, I might consider swapping. But after New Year, nope. A thousand times no. But even then, the age of the child shouldn't matter. No, it's still the adult's person, the adult's responsibility to take the time off. And then this person also added, and tell HR she's creating a hostile working environment. Yeah, there you go. You can put a claim out. <laughs> yeah, because they're going around saying everything. Yeah, I don't know. And there's just that entitlement that people, I feel like, who have children that they have. Another person says, that's what I don't get when people lean on single or married without kids people this way. Do they not think these folks have parents, siblings, cousins, etc.? It's really ridiculous. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. And people just continue to go on and saying similar things. Even if someone were completely alone in the world, why should they be denied the opportunity to take time off and enjoy the holiday season? 100%. A few days of cozy hibernation, watching Christmas movies and drinking mugs of tea, hot chocolate, or during the darkest part of winter is wonderfully restorative, as is enjoying the festive atmosphere and activities of your community to feel like a part of something bigger than yourself. Yep. That's one of my biggest things I love about like having these holiday breaks as a teacher mm-hmm. just like waking up and it's the perfect rainy day yes and or like, it's like gloomy outside yeah like i open up the I'm window like, do i need to open my window oh, I, I always open the windows because <laughs> i like to listen to the rain and then Gweek loves to for those of you that don't know Gweek is my cat she's Gweek. named after she named after a portuguese sausage i don't know if that's come up yet no know. it has not but we can definitely get into that another time <laughs> uh, yeah that could be another just topic for another day just have a week but episode. Uh, she likes to sit outside the window and so i'd love those days to wake up just get on the couch and just veg all day yes watch movies order some food or it's something. just nice to be on your own time yeah it's not it's nice to you not have to have, report anywhere it has no like no like freedom of like nothing yeah which is so so nice it like, really is that's one of the biggest benefits of you can w- go to bed without having any guilt like sometimes i catch myself it's bits getting near 10 o'clock i'm like okay well if i go to sleep at this time i'll get eight hours of sleep and then i start counting down the time yeah that's kind of how I was last night. I was wrapping the gifts, and I started seeing it getting late. And I still woke up at the same time today. I still woke up at 6 a.m. because we're going to take my car. See, I try to do that, too, like, during the holiday breaks. I still try to keep some kind of discipline going on, and usually that's, like, my morning workouts. Yeah. I love the idea. Have you, got, have you worked out since being on break? Yeah, I have. Oh, wow. Yeah, I okay, did. Good for you. Um, I didn't today because we had all those errands I want to start morning. running. In the mornings? Just make no, sure you wear a reflective vest because I'll be driving to my buddy's house to work out and I'll see people running and they don't have anything reflective on. I'm like, you guys no. should get hit by something. If I did, I would go to the park. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, we've walked from here. Well, there. my buddy lives right down there. Yeah, I know. Right by is. your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, yeah, I wake up at 5 every morning and even on the vacation, it's really hard for me to keep that discipline because yeah. it's like, I don't want that responsibility You're of like, having to wake to? up. And I know I don't have to. Yeah. But, you know, he's offering his For garage and I'm working out with him and it helps my health. And it's just trying to keep that discipline every day. Yeah. Especially during a vacation. Yeah, it is. It is difficult. Um, especially winter vacation when it's really cold outside. Yeah, definitely. One thing I will share about this. I feel like in the restaurant, I wouldn't really like, I never really had situations like this where people were like asking for leave. Like we never really took leave at the restaurant we would request like a day or two off but never any kind of leave nothing insane usually it feels like someone having a baby but that was maternity leave yeah that's different but when i worked at sonic when i was young i worked for the days yeah i worked at sonic from age 16 to 18 and it was a nightmare but there was people who it was a nightmare had many children (laughs) and they, they all had like 
lots of different lifestyles going on. But they often, for holidays, they would give half the staff the holiday off. So half of people, and like we never closed for holidays. Like we were open. Yeah, I saw Jack in the Box is open for Christmas Day. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, But Target and Walmart are going to be closed. Yeah. And then we would be open and they would like give half of us the day off. And they only gave the day off to the people who had children. Mm. It was always the same people who got the day off. And when I would ask or we would ask, they'd say, because we don't have kids. And I'm like, why does that automatically disqualify me from being able to spend time? Like how these comments and these people are saying, like, I don't have parents I want to spend with or cousins. I wonder if that's strictly like an American thing. I wonder. That's actually really interesting. I didn't think about that. It's just ridiculous. And I I think, I know we're like seeing the shift now. Like I feel like people are starting to have children a little bit later in life. I feel like that's been happening already for a while. I think people are also advocating for themselves a lot more. Exactly. And I just think that is so important. And like, why aren't we allowing those people to enjoy themselves? And it doesn't mean like they need to have a family to be able to do that. And it's like, and then the second you do advocate for yourself, usually someone starts to be. Bitter. Oh, now you have problems. Yeah. What else? Huh? Well, now you're selfish, and you only think about yourself. Yeah, just like this person, right? They were saying you ruined my Christmas, right. going around telling everybody in the office. But that's their fault. They didn't make the they didn't make the appointment. All right. So what's our final ruling? Oh, the person who is being petty is definitely the okay. So OP is not the asshole, no. right? Okay. Overall voting, the voting was closed for this. OP was voted not the asshole. Oh, they can vote for it? Yes, and it actually gets voted on, and there's an actual end voting session. But sometimes when you come across a story, the voting isn't finished yet. But the two stories I'm sharing today have the final votes in. Hmm. So going into our next story, we've got one more. This one is family-related. The other one was like workplace-related. This one's called, Am I the Asshole for Destroying Family Christmas? This one's going to be interesting. I've been with my wife for about five years. Married to, and we have a one-year-old son. My mom is the type of person who doesn't like change, doesn't like new people, and keeps to herself. That being said, she isn't controlling and doesn't seem to care what her kids do with their lives, but she doesn't like when she feels things are pushed on her. She is also someone who will just keep doing what she does without thinking. So when she continued to buy me lavish gifts, but nothing for my wife or baby, I didn't think it was malicious, but it hurt my wife, that even after marriage, my mom wasn't buying her gifts. I sat down with my mom and explained this. My mom was totally shocked and couldn't believe my wife expected a gift. I tried to explain that my wife is part of the family now, but my mom was upset and said she has three kids and shouldn't have to pretend my wife is her kid. She really seemed surprised, so I do not think it was genuine, and she kept saying how mortified she would be if her husband expected gifts from her parents and that she wouldn't be with such an entitled child. Finally, I told my mom to just stop. It is okay if she has a difference of opinion, but she is hurting my wife and it needs to stop. My mom thought about it for a couple of months, talked to my sisters, who said she should just suck it up and buy gifts for our partners, and her ultimate decision was that she didn't want to host Christmas anymore. I thought she was bluffing, so I ignored it for months. I realized she was serious and said, fine, we can do it at my house. But she didn't want to come. I mailed her a small gift as a test. She mailed it back. Finally, I was like, fuck it, and did Christmas with my wife, sisters, and their partners. Both of my sisters were miserable the whole time, and one cried, which I thought was crazy dramatic. My mom was on vacation and had her phone off. The sister who cried finally blew up that my wife and I ruined Christmas and ruined our family, and she left early. 
Her and my other sister called out mom later and finally got her to answer and begged her to do a normal Christmas again. My mom said that she feels like now that we are all getting married and having kids, it shouldn't be her problem anymore and she will think about it but is leaning towards me. Now my sisters are angry and feel that I ruined family Christmas. This one's complicated. This one is complicated. This one has multiple. Yeah, this one has different multiple dimensions to it. Um, I think it's also going to be hard for us to comment on it because neither of us are married yet with kids. Um, We've got lots of opinions. We do have lots of opinions naturally, (laughs) so we're going to share them even though we're not entitled to. Um, This one's rough. There's multiple dimensions to it. I think it sounds like their family dynamic as a whole is at this point where there are shifts happening and they are still trying to figure out exactly what it is that they they want to do. Yeah. How do they fit? How do they make it work? Because it sounds like they're all married and it sounds like they're all starting to have kids. It sounds like this guy just had his baby and it looks like they're transitioning, which I can understand the frustrations and the growing pains of that, especially for the mom, because you typically don't want to see you lose yourself, your your kids. But one thing I did not agree with was this idea that I forgot exactly what she said, but something about like not buying the the spouses a gift Correct. or something like that. She says that she has three kids and that the wife is not her child to have to buy for. Right. So, I mean, technically she's not wrong. She doesn't have to buy them. You're not entitled to a gift just because you're married into a family. Mm -hmm. But I think most people will typically assume that once you start, once you start a family, usually the partner that you choose is kind of brought into the fold. Yeah. I also think it's just a polite thing to do. They yeah. Manners. You don't leave somebody out. One thing is also not mentioned, though, is her financial situation. Like, if True. it's financially straining. It doesn't seem like it's financial straining. But we don't very, know that. We don't know that for sure. But so she's quick to be like, well, that's not my kid. I don't have to buy a gift. Yeah. I think, again, a lot of this is probably just that shift in the family dynamic. And I don't think she's ready to kind of alleviate some of her control. That could be. And I don't good think point. she's comfortable with the idea of losing traditions um so i think that's also a father was not mentioned like where's her husband maybe they don't have one yeah maybe they don't have one and like maybe maybe something happened to where like let's say the the dad's not present or there was a loss of some kind and so she's struggling and is having kind of like a power struggle if she's not ready to give up traditions. Maybe yeah. they already went through something right. where things are different and she doesn't want to do something else. I think one thing that also needs to be mentioned is his siblings' response to it. It seems like his sisters were very much on their mom's side of the situation. Yeah, it does seem that way. And it seems as though they kind of quickly decided to go against the brother. Mm-hmm. Or I'm assuming, is it a brother? Is that, am, I, am I assuming that correctly? <laughs> um... Well, it says my wife and I. Okay, so that person, their sibling, yeah. they kind of turned against that person. And, it says we uh, have a one-year-old son, but that could still be Yeah, so it seems as though the siblings kind of turned against that other sibling, and I don't think that's fair to them. I think that that sibling is doing the right thing and advocating for their family, um, their spouse, whatever. If it was a husband or wife, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I think they're advocating for them like they should. Yeah. Um, it doesn't seem like the siblings are doing the right thing here. Um, I think, I mean, you and I obviously are siblings. I think 
I think you would obviously vouch for your future family and I would vouch for my future family and hopefully find some kind of middle ground. Yeah, absolutely. I just wouldn't want anybody to feel left out. No, but I think the mom is also probably feeling that idea. Mm -hmm. I think her response was also childish and petty about returning a gift. I agree. Canceling Christmas altogether. Yeah. (laughs) Seems to be a little bit of a power power situation. I agree. Um, Some comments say... Not the asshole, your family sounds exhausting. Getting a present for the partners of your children isn't that strange. And frankly, it's weird that your mom hadn't considered it before. And your sister going into hysterics because your mom went on vacation and wasn't there seems ridiculous. Yeah. Everyone needs to calm down. Maybe considering, maybe consider heading out of town with your wife next year and escaping the holiday drama. Someone said, I thought the mom sounded like she had some sort of processing disorder or was otherwise neurodivergent, this would explain a lot. Maybe until she left town, because that's a change she accepted, that changed just fine. So that comment was kind of funny sounding, but it sounds like maybe the mom accepted it, and now she's making her own traditions, like leaving town. So like that could be something. Yeah, very well could be. One thing I want to comment on, especially since we gave our mother a call on this, I would say mom. And I would say our entire family does a really good job at including others. Yeah. When we've brought other people around, they are very accepting and like they for sure give a gift. Like mm-hmm. they make sure that person has something to open and that they're included. Yeah. And even if it's something small, I think it says a lot. It does. I was really appreciative. Last year was my first year spending Christmas with Anthony's family and I was gifted things. I went there on Thanksgiving and they like gave me pajamas and they're like, wear these for Christmas. I thought it was like so nice. And I just think that. It's a nice welcoming feeling to think now that you've thought of. Yeah. And just like. Even with like Michael's parents. I feel like if your family sees you committing to somebody and like you're giving. And especially OP is married with a child. Like a one year old. They've made two huge commitments, right? Marriage and then bringing a child into the world. Yeah. Like, isn't that. Wouldn't you want to love that person? And, like, you see your child loving that person. Like, wouldn't it want, make one you thing, want though, to be a part of that? Yeah, but one thing I want to stress, too, and I try to live by this motto a lot, especially I do this with my students, too. I tell them this. You can't make someone care. No. Yeah. I can't force you to care. I can't make you care. If you don't want to care, then that's on you. Yeah. I, I can only do so much. Um, a relationship goes two ways. And so yeah. if you're not going to make it work, then... I will try and I'll advocate for it. But at the end of the day, if you're not going to make it work, then I'm not going to try either. Um, And I think it's really nice to be welcomed into that family situation. Like you said, with Anthony's family welcoming you for Christmas, Um, it really makes you feel really welcome. Because, I mean, obviously going into this relationship, that was one of my biggest fears too, is like, I want to make sure that I'm welcomed not only by my partner, but by their family. Mm Because, you're really making yourself vulnerable for not only your partner, but also your family as a whole. Yeah. And to be welcomed by them is a huge deal. And especially during the holiday season when you're supposed to be like very, very vulnerable. Yes. And so like I went over to Michael's house the other day and um, their parents decorated for the house and on their fireplace, they have all of the uh, stockings laid out. Mm-hmm. They have one for the mom, the dad. OMG, was there one for you? Hold on. Her <gasps> sister... Um, her Spoiler sister's alert. husband and their dogs and then there's one for me as well it's like yours is a dog one has a bone on it right 
Um, no, it's just really nice though to like know that you got thought of, and it's not even just like it didn't stop at her parents either. But I mean, just yesterday, like her her Vava and Vuvu, her grandparents, um, they give all of the grandkids an ornament every year. That's something special to them that like reflects their personality. That's cool. And they got me one. Aww. And they got me one. It's um, it was a collection of different knives on a chopping block, and it said, <laughs> "Pick your weapon." And so then we tagged it, you know, Vava 2023. And um, so it's just really nice to know, like, it's really nice to know that you get thought of by your partner, but yeah. then it's also really nice to know that you get thought of by their family. I feel like it's like the ultimate acceptance, like, yeah. when it goes that far. And I feel like it allows you to be more connected with your partner because you're like, yeah. now I've been included by your family. Like, right. I want to be with you for the foreseeable future. Correct. Your family sees Correct. your partner. It kind of makes everything it kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah, it's really important to you know makes you makes you feel good knowing that your partner chooses you, but their family also does as well. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely get it. Okay, so it seems like we're pretty much on the same page for this one. It feels like the last one was too. This one was. So is Op an asshole? Op was voted not the asshole, so I would that agree. they did not ruin Christmas. I would agree. I would agree also that they didn't ruin Christmas and. I also think. Does it show you how many people voted if they were? It shows you only um, the percentage. It shows. It doesn't even show you a percentage. It tells you how many votes it gets, or like up votes or down votes. Okay. So this one had fifteen point three k up votes. Okay. So leaning more towards like the not OP was asshole. not the asshole. There's also a rating that could be everyone sucks here. So I, I think it'll oh, come up okay. as E-S-H. And so I honestly feel like this should have been voted that. Like, I feel like the sisters I don't know too. that that one. I don't think that that person should be qualified as someone who sucks. I think that they did the right thing. They were advocating for their family. They offered solutions. And everyone the responded. The sisters? No, no, no. I'm talking about the... Um... No, I'm not saying OP. Oh, oh I well, I guess, yeah. Because if you're saying I mean, everyone, saying that includes yeah, all parties. Right. Like, I don't no, want to say everyone OP. Everyone except OP. Yeah, OP. Yeah. They advocated for their family. No, I think they did no I'm still on the same page. Right person page. would probably do. But yeah, OP was voted not the asshole. All right. So, I feel like I always end up, like, heated after these conversations that I get all into, like, this. Like, stories. your adrenaline's rushing? Yeah. yeah. But that is the conclusion of our Am I the Asshole Stories. We're going to actually go run a five mile. We're actually going to go begin our running right now. <laughs> We're going to take off right now. After, after eating black bear right here. I'd probably <laughs> be throwing up after the, the Joe's first Joe's Hopo omelet. Oh, my God. In the belly and all. We'll be throwing up Joe everywhere. <laughs> Bye, Joe. There goes Joe. <laughs> so that brings us to the end of our episode. This was episode number six of Lexi Let's Loose. Um, Dustin, I want to thank you for coming on to the podcast. It was really fun. I was really excited for it. We had been planning it for at least, what, two or three weeks? But since yeah. I told you about it, but I have been planning episodes with Dustin for a while. I even have other notes written elsewhere for future episodes. So as long as Dustin enjoyed himself. I'll be back. He will be back. So last but not least, I just want to It'll say. will be a fan favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I want Shout out to, to Colorado. And Belgium. Belgium. (laughs) And And Japan, right? I'll show you. Yeah, I'll show you after this. But I just want to remind everybody that there is a Lexi Let's Loose TikTok and Instagram. You can type in Lexi Let's Loose to find it. There is also a website that gets updated, and that's linked in my Instagram as well and in the podcast description. 
So don't forget to go to Instagram and TikTok to follow those. And remember to be back next week. Next week, we will have a new variety of topics to cover. And this was Lexi Let's Loose featuring your host, Lexi, and my co-host, Dustin. We hope you enjoyed letting loose with us. And always remember to let loose. Okay, bye. Peace out.